we're live. Anya Lasson. Yes. Did you, I say that right? You said it right. right. Lasson. Lasson. Um, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Um, I know we barely even know each other. We try to not talk to each other before the podcast. So because you said so. It, it's actually <laughs> Emily's rule. It's mostly Emily's rule. She knows. Um, but anyway, uh, can you let everybody know who you are, where you live, something like that? Um, my name is Anya Lasson. I am originally from Russia. Grew up there. Um, I moved to New York four years ago for modeling. Uh, I wasn't doing modeling before. I studied international relations. I lived abroad, worked as an ambassador, and started doing beauty pageants at some point. So through beauty pageants, including Miss Russia, I came to the modeling world, decided to change career, and came to New York. That's crazy. Yeah, I know we kind of like made some notes about basically everything you just mentioned. So. Um, when did you start doing stuff like beauty pageants? Was that earlier on? Like, was that like a younger thing or is that it when was you got older? My first one was in 2009. My first beauty pageant was in 2009. That was my, um, hometown, home city, uh, beauty pageant, but it's a very serious one. Like we have 40 girls participating for one month. You get ready to the main final finale on the stage uh, and the broadcast goes over the entire region and region is like a state here in the United States. So I didn't win the first one. And of course I thought that someone bought the first prize and many people told me so that it's all not honest. You cannot win it unless you know someone, Mm -hmm. unless you pay money. And that was an okay reason for me (laughs) to move forward. Uh, I continued studying. Um, I went to the university and then I moved to Spain for a year to study at the university there. And then I came back to my hometown and decided to try the beauty pageant again. That was 2012. So I just decided to believe that everything is honest and do my best. Mm-hmm. And I won that one. No and, way. And I didn't pay anyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. And that was awesome. That was one of the most beautiful moments of my life because... I could just express myself, be on the stage. I really put a lot of effort into my everyday routine exercise. Like we would start our day at 9 a.m. and finish it at 10 p.m. with the girls doing rehearsals, psychology courses, acting, um, runway, uh, dances. And yeah, the final moment was amazing. My mom was there. My sister was there. So... I felt really good and I felt really proud and my entire family was really proud too. Um, And I want the opportunity to become a cultural ambassador of my hometown, Yekaterinburg, to the World Exhibition Expo 2020. So it was very connected to my education and international relations. And that was also a great experience. So after that, Miss Russia happened two years later. I made it to top 20 um finalists which is really cool because even at the casting there are 50,000 girls from all over the country trying to get into Miss Russia and only 50 girls get into it that's crazy yep wait so is it so the pageants are kind of more regional like you said more like states and then is Miss Russia is obviously like Miss where... Russia is like Miss United States the national beauty pageant yeah so if you win Miss Russia didn't you go on to like you Miss go to Universe? Miss Universe exactly okay, if you win Miss you. Russia yeah Wow, that's that's a crazy path. I know it is, and I didn't win the pageant, but it changed my life, obviously, yeah. because it put me into the position where I could already um, 
look at modeling and traveling and doing something else. And also to get a visa to the United States, you have to prove that you are an extraordinary talent, yeah. which Miss Russia is enough for the government yeah. to see as something extraordinary. Yeah, I'm sure. So what got you into pageants? I wanted to win a car. <laughs> the uh, main prize was the car. <laughs> what kind of car and was it? And Hyundai i30 i think no way. um yeah i'm from a very simple family like my we didn't have many means to travel or we never lived in a rich place nothing like that so i knew from the very young age that i had to work hard yeah even though it was a very loving family and my mom is super special she gave me everything and provided everything so i could go to the university and do my best but yes i wanted to win a car and i gave that car to my mom no way <laughs> yeah oh so you did win the car i did that's yeah, hilarious i did win the car <laughs> that's amazing um just real quick emily i think that these might be a little loud are they just loud in your ears no no I mine, feel great. mine feels pretty loud but you don't have to adjust it in any certain way um, it just it feels like it's really loud in my ears. I wonder if it's playing back all right in your headphones. Just real quick. Okay, cool. Um, so you got into pageants. That was like the sole reason? I mean, because it just... Already... That was the first reason. Of course, I wanted maybe to prove something to myself. And yeah. I'm also always on the way of learning about myself, my spiritual journey, my like psychology. I've been working with the psychoanalyst since, I don't know, for 10 years already. Mm -hmm. And... Because I want to know myself better. Right. And I feel that I went to the beauty pageants because I wanted to prove to myself that I'm worth something, right. that I can do something, that I can start the process, go through it and finish it. And especially to win is a special feeling. And But I also have the experience of losing, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Right now I understand that because that's something that you really, really want. And then you don't get it. Mm -hmm. But you keep going. Yeah. You learn all the lessons and you keep going. Yeah. That's that's great that you failed the first time and then you decided to come back to it. That's uh that definitely especially in that realm, a beauty pageant, like that's not like you didn't yeah. it's not like you didn't catch the ball. Exactly. And then you weren't good enough. It's like it's a little bit it, it hits is a little very, closer. It is very subjective, but at the same time you know that there are moments that are more important for the winner. Like by the second time, I already knew what they were looking for. Right. Like you have to not only be pretty because all the participants are pretty. Yeah. They don't take girls who are not yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah. But you also have to know how to talk. You know, you know, you have to have your charisma and you have to be open to the world. Right. And like to have special manners. So it all counts. And it seems like it really lined up with like the rest of your tra trajectory of as far as, you know, your degree yeah it did and it really did it kind of went hand in hand it seems i do believe that all the coincidences in life are not coincidences so you, you think they happen for a reason a little bit i know it's a big plan yeah yeah because um what do you think drives that everything they you can call it the universe the god people yeah. have different names for it but we are all part of it and we are all one and you create your destiny by yourself, even though sometimes you don't know about it. Yeah. And we can reconnect to that yeah. thing and even make changes through our life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, that's relevant in my life, too. Mm -hmm. I, I feel that. So you, so you did, you know, Miss Russia. Yeah. How old were you when that was going on? I was 23 yeah. when I did Miss Russia. Cool. And after that, the owners of Miss Russia 
decided to make a big casting for all the participants of and finalists of Miss Russia to choose only four girls to come to the United States to work as brand ambassadors of a vodka brand. No way. <laughs> yep. And I do not drink alcohol. But the opportunity to go to the States and of course I wanted to do that. Yeah. It was just like as Miss Russia finalist with this vodka brand. We would tell people about Russia, about our country. Uh, the main goal was to create a good image yeah. of the country because many Americans still are scared of Russians yeah. and they don't know what's going on. So mm -hmm. there are so many stereotypes and we were there to break those stereotypes yeah. and to show that people are different and there are amazing people in every country yeah. and that we actually can be friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can be friends here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is interesting. Russia's got a really bad rap in like the past few years, five five six years, let's say even people. I would say like remember the Cold War <laughs> more than five years. I'm just saying like in our times, like people, let's say maybe our age. I think people are like they think that you know, just to be blunt, that Russians are colluding with things, and there's like there's, I, there's yeah, been yeah, there's I like hear a, that. like I I I see a lot of just people kind of being like skeptical of like even going to Russia. And I think it's a little closed-minded in some regard because some of the people that I've met from Russia are some of the most brilliant people ever. I know, and Emily. They, <laughs> she is. She has her own strokes of genius. Like in, yeah. in, and I can tell you do too. Um, but a lot of people are very bright-eyed, I would say. You know, like they, 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 have, they have spirit in their eyes, like a lot of people from Russia that, that I've met. So I just think that our country is so big. So America is also very big. Yeah. And we have all kinds of people. Yes, we do have many things in common like as a russian person i can say that i have things that are very russian yeah and i see very many similar things in americans sometimes but then you go to a different region and people are different yeah. and it's all it all comes from the heart yeah. for me i don't even look at people as like russian american chinese <laughs> there are good and bad people everywhere yeah. and there is good and bad in every person yeah. so it's all about people's choices and all you're you were talking about it's all about propaganda yeah and just turn your tv off for sure <laughs> i know it's true yeah but it's crazy even on social media things are like it's like it's infiltrated every aspect of us like the way that things are projected and people will think it's real yeah because they think oh if it's social media if this person mm -hmm. says so but then you see one post you see another post there are so many paid posts right now mm -hmm. i feel that everyone must do a research and make their own opinion yeah because before you experience something how can you tell about this yeah like if you've never been to russia how you can can you tell something about russian people and there is a lot of propaganda on both ways yeah well that's very i will say broadly uh, americans will make generalizations without going anywhere or knowing anything mm -hmm. that is a that is a very common thing yeah. most of the times they're talking down about a thing that they know nothing about so that that can be frustrating for sure. I think all the people, not just Americans. Yeah, <laughs> we can. We, it's okay to generalize sometimes. I know we, yeah. we we're not supposed to, but eh, it, it's true. I mean, I have so many friends that are just like, oh, just to be honest, they're like, oh, Russian girls, mm -hmm. and they're like, they feel a certain way, and I'm like, nah. I've met so many amazing Russian yeah. girls that are. What I really respect is when people do come to America and they're trying to like make their life different and what they want it to be. And so I think that I I meet a lot of different people that come to America that are really after like living their best life like mm -hmm. literally like trying to create their life to be the best that it possibly can be so maybe that's why everyone feels so like bright-eyed and and i also think that it's new york because i didn't come somewhere else i came to new york yeah for a purpose with a purpose because it's a very special city mm -hmm. i like that there are people from 
all the corners of yeah. the world and there are the most ambitious people yeah, who had the balls to come here yeah. because it's a tough city. It's mm-hmm. an amazing city full of the opportunities, but it's a tough city. So everyone who comes here, they have at least the ambitions to yeah. become something else. And that's why to me, it's so special. Yeah. And again, it's difficult to generalize people like Russians, Americans. Yeah. I agree. I, I, sometimes I do. <laughs> Guilty too. Sometimes I do. Micro, but, micro amounts of it is is, yeah. is fine. But I try to remind myself and look deeper. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, it's it is interesting. Like like how you touched on that a little bit though, because I do think that there's some aspects of Russia. I mean, for me personally, I think skiing in Russia is interesting. <laughs> you know, like people are always like, oh, I want to go to France or I want to go to these different places. But I thought skiing in Russia has got to be a pretty epic situation. Skiing, hockey yeah hockey is awesome there yeah all the winter sports i would say so where where does one ski in russia sochi the winter olympics recently uh happened there so the world knows about sochi and it's a beautiful region because they have the black sea there they have the mountains and it's just really really awesome there it's like yeah it's it's kind of like british columbia canada they have the sea and the mountains never been so cannot compare okay but it's definitely the region to see even if you're not from there right is that what we were talking about earlier about uh yeah that's why we're not supposed to talk earlier i know it (laughs) i'm learning yeah um so you left and you came here and then when you were here you were basically being a brand ambassador for a vodka company yes i was here to be a brand ambassador for a vodka company but i always remembered why i came here to meet new people to see new places i wanted to travel by that time i already had lived in spain for a year i traveled to japan and indonesia and spent some time there so i was happy in america and it's really really funny that right before i got this um opportunity to come to the states i got another invitation to go to live in Geneva and work there in the United Nations. Really? Yeah, of course, starting from the very beginning, but still it would be a different path. It would be a different career. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, here I have Geneva, United Nations. Here I have United States vodka ambassador. United States. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no doubts here. Yeah. So That's pretty cool. So how long did you do that for? Not very long. First trip was for a month and a half. We went to San Francisco. Another trip was next year because we worked really well for them. Like yeah. They loved it. Uh, we came back to San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York for four more months. And then accidentally, I was in the gym, in the sauna, um, when this lady came in. And she was all naked. She was all like LA style, big boobs, big lips, beautiful. She's like, are you with a modeling agency? I'm like, no, why? We have to take snapshots right now. So I just put the towel around. She took a couple of pictures and she sent it to different agencies in LA. I went to meet them. And then I went to New York, went to meet a couple of agencies there and decided to sign with with an agency in New York. And... That's, that's how everything with modeling started for me. That's actually hilarious because mm-hmm. I have friends right now that are like putting their books together and like really trying yeah. to get signed with somebody and it's and it's not easy for them. Again, it's very interesting, but at the moment I was 25 already mm-hmm. and for a long time, 25 was the end of the career totally. for many girls. Yeah. And also New York always was the destination for all the girls around the world. Like mm-hmm. they work in Asia first, then yeah. they go to Thailand. 
and then Europe, and then if they're lucky, they come to the States. I just skipped all the first part and came to New York. And the industry changed too, because yeah. right now there is not such a thing as age in modeling, because right. you can be 60 if you look good. You can be a model. Yeah. If you're professional, you can be a model. And it doesn't matter what size you are right now. You can also work. It depends on what you want. Sometimes it depends on how many followers on Instagram you have. Right. But at least it's possible. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. With that, it's possible. It is for sure. possible. Yeah. yeah. If you want it, you can make it happen. Yeah. And I've seen examples of people who would never be models in all the other circumstances, countries, even 10 years ago. And now they work. Yeah. And they work well. So I think that's I think that's a good message because I think a lot of people are discouraged by their age and or whatever they think their limitation is. Maybe it's like a physicality or a whatever like they they think that they have that is keeping them from being successful in that realm. But you could be in a sauna and meet the right yeah. person and it literally can happen like that. It can happen like that. But I see another side of that. Many people who are not professionals and who do not want to put any effort into their work, they think they're already enough to become the stars. Right. Which is very weird to me. You when, see a lot of that. Yeah, I see a lot of that. Yeah. Like you come to the casting and you see girls who are professionals, mm -hmm. who watch their diet, who learn how to walk, who learn how to pose. And then I see someone who's like, I woke up and I decided I'm a model. Yeah. And now I'm here because I'm worth it. Yes, but like you don't go to a dentist and then like you kind of want to see a doctor who knows how to fix your teeth and not someone who's like, I woke up and I decided I'm a dentist. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. You got to be committed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me. That's my choice. Yeah. And that's if if I'm a client, if I was a client, that's who I would choose to to work for me. Yeah. Because it is it, it takes professionalism to work at a photo shoot or a show. You need to know how to work. You yeah. need to know how to deliver. It can be cold, it can be hot, it can be, I don't know, raining, whatever. You have to deliver. Yeah. Bright sun in the eyes, you have to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how it works. It's and cold, all those things. You yeah. can take a very beautiful girl but who has no who has no experience and then it will be a disaster because you will spend so much time yeah and some sets are very expensive yeah for sure if it requires many people and a lot of equipment then you don't have that much time to teach someone so did you take to it pretty you think that like a lot of the things that you did before kind of set you up for that absolutely my beauty pageants helped me so much because a beauty pageant basically is like a camp it's like a, an army for girls yeah for 40 days you have to work hard so hard learning everything posing walking speaking communicating being nice being yourself at the same time yeah because you cannot be just plain right yeah <laughs> you have to show what it you have inside yeah, yeah. And it definitely helped me so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. So then when you got, so what was the first thing you shot? Some Indian brand that came to New York and it was on Brooklyn Bridge. So it was really awesome, actually, because it was epic. I was standing there, yeah. drink kick coming true, you know, standing on a Brooklyn Bridge shooting for that. Yeah, that was my first thing. That's pretty cool. And as I know, there were huge posters in Delhi and all over India with um, of my shoot. face. Of yeah, that from that shoot. Yeah. That's crazy. Someone just sent it to me two years after. I was like, have you seen this? I'm like, what? And it was in Harper's Bazaar in Vogue, India also, which is quite cool. That's really funny. Did it feel comfortable when you first started shooting? Were you just like, all right, this, right, I've got this. I'm already, I'm already know what I'm doing here. 
Mm, I would say that I still was very shy in a way. You like are. I try, I was trying my best. I was doing my best. But if to compare right now, how I work now and how I used to work there, I was I was a green baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've learned a lot since then, yeah. obviously. Obviously, I thought I knew quite a lot already. Yeah. But now, after four years, I'm like. I see that. Yeah. I know more now. Yeah. You probably learned like a whole new professionalism even. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've been noticing a lot lately with like working with just a lot of different people. It's just mm -hmm. professionalism is so key on so many aspects of just whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. And especially like in the creative space, it's really tough because a lot of people yeah. are just kind of like fly <laughs> by the seat of their pants a little bit. So it's kind of hurting cats often, yeah. but I really appreciate when someone's like really legit and like they like send me their deck and they send me everything about like, and they're like, all right, yeah. this is what we're doing. And like, this is what time I'll be there. And like their reach, it's, I don't know. There's, I have so much more respect for that now. I think it's very important right now because also because we have the internet and we are in New York, the space is so competitive. Yeah. If you're not sharp, someone else will take your place. Very easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just lose it. And yeah. Like, okay. We're gonna, you're not on time. Someone else will come. Yeah, for sure. So what's your favorite type of shoot to do? Like if, if you're modeling? Video. You like video? I'm really into acting Yeah. and I hope that I will continue with that. Maybe directing too. Um, and there are plenty opportunities in the world now with, because we have the access to the cameras, to the people, ideas, uh, but yeah, video is my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what are you working on any projects right now that are I'm so much video? into social media right now, just developing my own Instagram and working on Instagram of another company and just finished the course on TikTok to yeah. learn more how to do engaging TikTok videos. Wait, you did, a, you did like an actual course on it? Yeah. Did you learn yeah. some stuff? Yeah, a lot. I'm trying to educate myself all the time. Like I'm doing different courses on Instagram, TikTok. Psych what? psychology etc etc so you got a whole program mm -hmm. so what is the deal with tiktok is it like like someone was telling me it's like not allowed like i'm so so the deal the with the tiktok is that the owners are chinese uh and the american government is not very comfortable with uh chinese companies and government getting all the information from right. the american citizens um but right now there is um it may be that one American company, Oracle, will buy TikTok and then it's going to be fine for the American government. That's that's what I read. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because someone was telling me recently I need to do TikTok and like at first I couldn't conceptualize it. I'm like, I'm not dancing. I'm not. Doing it's all. not about dancing that's and what, it's going to exactly evolve. It's going to yeah. change. You and your motorbikes and you and your art definitely can. That's what they're kind of saying is like yeah. kind of putting processes mm -hmm. on there, like kind of sped up and just like putting music, like just like art. Like it seems like we already kind of have some TikTok videos a little yeah. bit. It's but... really interesting how we also adapt to new platforms because even Instagram is evolving. Like you have to know and understand what are the trends, what's working, what are the algorithms. Right. And they're different on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. So, um, for example, Instagram allows ma very many let's say sexy pictures yeah and they get so much of engagement like honestly i'm not sure i would post my butt that much even though i work on it yeah. <laughs> and i'm yeah. fine with it and i'm very comfortable with my body but still like why would i do that but as soon as i post something more provocative it gets a huge engagement yeah as soon as i post my yoga or <laughs> thoughts about my life. I was like, ah, so so. People are like, yeah, man, like yeah. Some some really big fans read it. Other, uh, my mom is a really big fan. For example, <laughs> you know? that's where it starts. <laughs> friends and family. Exactly, um, but otherwise, TikTok doesn't allow that. 
uh, hot stuff. Let's oh, they say. don't? No, they don't. So there, you have to be creative. You uh-huh. have to do something else. And stuff from TikTok looks completely different. Yeah. And stuff that I put on my wall looks extremely different from all of that. Yeah. So. so just different platforms. Yeah, it's all about different platforms. So do you run basically just Instagram, TikTok? Starting with the TikTok, just learning now. Because so, I realized that it's time. There is a lot of audience there. And you can actually find a lot of audience and put it from TikTok and to drive Instagram. Them Insta. yep. But ultimately, you want people going to your Instagram. Ultimately, I want people to know who I am yeah. and follow me. And ultimately, maybe I want to create a community of thinking people, yeah. um, people caring about the earth, people caring about their mental health, um, caring about the world, kind of thinking people. Yeah. That would be my ideal goal. Do you use like Facebook or Twitter or anything? Not really. No. No Snapchat? Mm-mm. Yeah, me either. I, I bear, like I sometimes cross post to Facebook, but it's I'm never on there. I feel like if I had that all also like I would go crazy. I mean, I already have a few people working for me, helping me. Yeah. Um, it requires a team. It's a full time job. It takes a tribe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's 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 definitely a thing. When I was originally talking to this this guy, I was talking about potentially becoming my agent. We were going through this whole like operation of basically having YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. Snapchat. Yeah. T- I'm like, and they all what? are very different. <laughs> I was like, I need like a different person for each thing, uh, or maybe a team for each thing. YouTube yeah. probably you will need a team. Yeah. To film, edit, because Emily has only two hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're working on getting her like two more hands, and we're growing them in a lab right now, upstate <laughs> New York. So. Well, sure, trial and error. I'm sure she can do that. She can do anything. Russians can do anything. Yeah. Well, between, <laughs> but it is cool because like meeting someone like Emily as well, she's like, we. I was doing pretty much everything myself before and then having somebody else. Mm-hmm. But even still, it's like even too much for both of us. It's yeah. like, it's, there's so much shit that we're doing. We're constantly editing and filming and just between just those two situations, just editing and filming is a two, three, four person job sometimes. Yeah. You know, so. I think that people sometimes do not understand how much it takes. Like they look at blogger or influencer and they think, oh my God, why this person posts stuff and gets so popular. And then you see the entire team behind that. Yeah. It's like, that's why. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it is one person, but they just know how to curate their situation really well. Yeah. And people don't realize like the talent in that. I, something I can equate it to is like running machines. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll show up to like at a job to run a machine and it'll be like a three hour. They're yeah. like, well, why am I paying for all of this? I'm like, you're, I've been doing this for a very long time, yeah. decades now. Yeah. And you're paying me for my skill set. My experience. You're, yeah. So, and I see that too with like blogger because people have asked me like, you know, oh, so that's just the, this is actually vlogger that I know. So all he does is just video his life and, and he just puts it out there and he gets paid. I'm like. Not really, no. Also marketing, don't forget about that. Yeah. Collaborations, cross promo, all of that stuff. Even just building the product, it's got to be yeah. viewable, mm-hmm. you know? So like, it's not enough just to video your life. Yeah. You know, it's got to be somewhat interesting. I mean, I there's like some things that aren't that interesting that people still be good with, but still for the most part, I think- Puppies are the most interesting. And cats, I feel like, are like huge on YouTube. I don't know. I'm not a cat person. That they much. say that's like the number one thing on YouTube, I think. <laughs> Maybe I'm a cat dog person, video. so. I am. I actually am too. I watch French puppies. <laughs> Frenchy puppies. Yeah. What's your dog's name again? Misha. Misha. Does but, Misha have an Instagram? Uh, yeah. What's in, What's Misha's Instagram? Mishki Mouse. Mish. Oh, that's what I saw the other day. I was like, what's yeah. your name or dog? Mickey Mouse? Mishki Mouse. Mishki Mouse. Mm-hmm. Is that like your little nickname? Oh, she has so many. <laughs> Minnie Mouse, Moist, Little Monster, Misha Torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she looks like a little hippo. Yeah, she does actually. I, I say my dog looks like a hippo, a pig. She looks like a lot of different things. Um, so yeah, so modeling. I mean, as far as like that whole like world that you're, is that like what you're currently involved in and like you're aspiring to do more acting? I am aspiring to do more acting and my own social media projects, as I said, but it's crossing with modeling a lot because yeah. when you put yourself out, the clients see you, the clients contact your agency, yeah. they book you. Because right now I feel that the brands, they don't look only for the faces and bodies to shoot. They yeah. look for someone who can promote their brands as well. Because, A connector almost. Yes, yeah. that's why... Kardashians or Hadids are so popular. They're not just the models. Yeah. They are celebrities who have their own audience and people follow them. That's why they get paid so well. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's big mm -hmm. value in that right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Because brands just want to be... They want to be seen. Spoken about seen. Yeah. yeah. So um, who are you signed with right now? Uh, Kio Models. It's oh. a boutique agency. They've been around for 20 years already. Uh, I didn't know them before I came to New York, um, but I asked around and everyone was saying really good things. And I also can say only good things about them. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. So what's shooting been like since uh, the new, the way the world is now? <laughs> the way the world is now, um, it, got, it stopped for a while. Uh, then after that, I had a few photo shoots at home when the clients sent me clothes and I had to organize everything at my house. I found a photographer who lives two blocks from me and we basically organized a photo shoot inside of the house and we delivered a good result. That's cool. And there was another photo shoot where I just took pictures in the mirror, like the Instagram style. Yeah. And then I had a few photo shoots later, already normal photo shoots. Oh my God. I had a photo shoot for a brand recently and it was a photo shoot from the new world, like new after pandemic or pandemic world. I don't know how to that say. Was, that was the aesthetic or? So first, no, that wasn't the aesthetic. It was the e-com photo shoot. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But first thing, makeup artist cannot touch you. So the makeup artist stands two meters away from you and tells you what to do. Makeup and hair. Uh, like that was quite crazy. That's okay, like a... put that piece of hair to the right. Okay, I'm going to do that. <laughs> really? Yep. So was it, did you at least get to learn a little about yeah. what you were doing? Yeah, kind of actually. Yeah. yeah. That was the first thing. Another thing, they should e-com, but not just regularly when there is a photographer with a camera and you do some movements. No, you stand in the booth. There is a lot of lights around you. Uh, there are a lot of lights around you. You stand and then there is like the stand and the booth starts rolling. When the photographer says, stop blinking, you start rolling slowly, slowly. And they take many, many pictures. So they do a 360 degree um, video yeah. of you. And it's really hard not to blink with all those lights, like for 30 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to remember all my yoga movements. Yeah. Breathing. Done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> My eyes start watering. I cannot see anything dizzy, but it's fine. <laughs> Yoga <helps. laughs> We got the shot. That was, yeah, that was the new style because I haven't done that before. It's a 360 video for their websites. Yeah. When the, when the consumer can, like, can, can just look. It around. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Model. It is cool. It is interesting. Yeah. The new times are coming. I also heard from somebody, make sure that your agency looks very carefully what they sign because there are companies now somewhere in Asia they buy the rights for your face 
and then they could put your face, they take 360 of your face, your head, and then they can put it 3D graphically or on a mannequin in, onto anything. That's going to get so somebody. basically you can find, you can see yourself and it's like, I've never shot that before. It's not my body, but they're like, oh, we bought the rights for your face. That's, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what's going on in this world? That's going to get really slippery quick. Yeah. Yeah. What about any like remote shoots, like where the the photographer sets the camera up and then you just stand in front of it. Emily and I were talking about that. She was I like, mean, that's so... to me, that's like doing the selfie. Yeah. I'm, I used to work as a photographer as well for a while. Okay. And I feel like I can do it myself. Yeah. So I don't need someone on that side. So you really kind of have like an all-encompassing like experience for yeah, what you're doing I, right I'm, now. I'm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just like you doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> Learning from all you, the sides. But I'm creative. That's what I can say. I am creative and that's what I like. I, I like to create things. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Likewise. It's not modeling, but I like to create things. Who knows? Maybe you'll start. <laughs> Emily keeps telling me I should be modeling, but you know, um, <laughs> what do you think about like modeling and fashion right now? Like, what do you, like, what are your thoughts on it? Like you kind of, Emily kind of mentioned to me before, like something about sustainability that you're interested in. You kind of just touched on it like a little bit just yeah. now. I see two ways in modeling, uh, two ways of development that are very popular right now. One way is that many companies, many new companies, try to be very sustainable and eco-friendly, and uh, it's amazing. Like they do recycling, they uh, take care about logistics. Like they try to be local. Uh, they are very nice to their employees. They pay them well. And there is another way. There are companies that use um, slaves labor in China. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for example. Yeah. And fast fashion is terrible, in my opinion. Yeah. It is very convenient again it's so cool and easy to go to a website and a website and buy something for three or five dollars and then it gets delivered to you yeah but i always think okay and then what i'm gonna do with this in a year i'm gonna throw it away it's gonna be somewhere in the garbage it's like what's gonna happen to that so working for the fashion brands as a model i lately started thinking what am i doing to the planet how does it affect the planet and again, my ideal thing is to work with um, sustainable, eco-friendly brands. Of course, I have to pay the bills. So that's yeah. why right now I work as I can. But the idea is there and I'm sure I'm going to get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting because similarly, like I was, I started up a couple of clothing lines and it's, I don't know, it's, it's so hard to find yes. actual ethically and sustainably sourced clothes that are affordable to even mm -hmm. do what you want to do with, right? Exactly. But then you kind of like do like a little bit of research and you start finding out that like even like board shorts that have been recycled out of plastic, let's say, mm -hmm. once you wash them and then you wear them in the ocean that they actually break down and they're actually leaving little bits of plastic behind you and the microorganisms are then eating that plastic. So you're like, just when you think you're doing the good deed, you know, you're, you're actually doing maybe more damage. And I know it seems like a little bit over the top to think that way like in some report in some people's minds they may think like oh what are you talking about like your shorts aren't breaking down the fish aren't eating your shorts but they are they are they yeah. actually are you know and it's not just it's not a fish it's you know microorganisms mm -hmm. different different you know, life that's in the ocean that's that's being affected by things like that uh i mean sunscreen they say in certain yeah. parts of, of florida they like they don't even really want people using sunscreen uh zinc is a good alternative what's that zinc oh just zinc yeah I don't even wear any sunscreen, to be honest. Well, some people really need to and have I mean, I would, to. I, I should, but, but I, I don't know. I feel like 
I feel comfortable with the sun, yeah. but I know some people who get burned, so they need something. And so does zinc come in like in a cream? Like, what do you mean? Just zinc. I think it comes in the cream sometimes as a stick. You just put it. Oh, on like the... a zinc stick, like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay. what's pretty heavy, like the guys with the white nose. I know, but what to do? Like, otherwise it's sunscreen. <laughs> that is not very healthy yeah. and good. Or an umbrella. You yeah. Use an umbrella. I don't know. I. It's very, very complicated to live a sustainable, eco-friendly life in the world with 8 billion people, I guess. Yeah. But we should try. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. The planet will be fine without us. Yeah. It will just get rid of us if it needs to. I agree with that. But... And it's kind of happening now, I guess, in a way. With all the fires, I'm not the one to tell, but yeah. that's what I see and that's what I think. It definitely feels like it's ridding something. Yeah. It feels like it's kind of purging a little bit. It is, but you know that many, people's, many people, many spiritual leaders say that we are going into the new era right now and it's kind of dividing yeah. into higher spirits and lower spirits yeah and the planet is going to be in the new 5d world which is i don't know how much of it is true but it I mean, is an opportunity yeah i mean it depends on yeah what you believe in but it regardless it does feel like that e even still i mean i feel like there's been a lot of like moments like that in time like after let's say like the industrial revolution it's like a new era because mm -hmm. everyone's broke and poor and has nothing and is just scrounging whatever they have to get like a loaf of bread for the family and then eventually you know then people are you know everyone's got a car in the driveway and a home and green grass and yeah you know and then so it's like that's the new era so it's like we keep like kind of reiterating these like new chapters of this like big book it seems and it seems like this like this chapter that we're in now is seems pretty heavy i mean like the other ones seemed heavy as well but like this one's like a little bit more intellectual like people are finally like aware of what's actually kind of going on. Like, okay, let's actually take care of the planet. Let's try to get clothes from like an ethically sourced place. I think people just are starting to wake up. That's what I mean. Like in- In, like in, in the very, very beginning. Yeah. Well, because we didn't, we, are so, we have so much at our fingertips now. We can listen to podcasts like this. Sometimes, not that we're gonna like, you know, come up with a cure for cancer here. No, but, but some, if at, it plants a seed into someone's head. Totally. And then 20 years later, this person becomes a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> comes up with someone who knows that's, what, we, know. that's what we're hoping for today we yeah. want someone to come up, become a scientist out of this podcast that's what we're really hoping for we never know i um speaking of the awakening a year ago i tried the plant ceremony for the first time it's called ayahuasca mm -hmm. and in my first ceremony i saw many things including what's happening to the planet and where'd you do this uh, where? Yeah. I did it in New York. Oh, cool. There is a shaman who travels around the world. Yeah. And he comes to New York. He lives in New York now. And um, yeah, that was my first ceremony. And I saw very many things, including that the planet needs our help if yeah. we want to live on this planet. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, it can be very different for us. So you. So and you... we'll start from the beginning again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that um so you you tried ayahuasca this one time um it's been nine times times nine. for me wow no yeah so in a year <laughs> okay so tell us what your first experience like what first experience was did you get sick give us deets sick what do you mean like did um, you get like did you like purge did you like purging, throw up and... yes i did i did purge many people are scared of it so much yeah i also wasn't very comfortable with it in the beginning like i'm not gonna purge in front of everyone 
Was this like went, in, a, in an apartment? No, it was a big studio, okay. like a big space. Yeah. So it was quite comfortable. With many other everyone. people? It was 20 people there. Wow. Because it was, let's say, not a private, it wasn't a private ceremony, but it was beautiful. The shaman is very strong. It's very important to have the right shaman who knows what he or she does. Because um, there are many people who also do it like ayahuasca party, DMT yeah. party. That's not what you're looking no. for. You want a true shamanic experience from which you will learn something, you will find answers. It's like going to psychoanalyst for seven years. That's how it feels to me. Really? <laughs> so one ceremony, yeah, is seven years with a specialist. Yeah. You can go deep, you can um, answer many of your questions, you can see generational stuff, you can connect to everyone and everything in this world, not only on the planet, in this world. Yeah. And it's very special. I don't know what else can provide you this learning ground yeah because it's very maybe some people say pre-death experience is similar to that yeah and there is a scientific reason to that too it's all uh, connected to our pineal 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 gland gland, yeah Yeah. that releases dmt Mm -hmm. before people die so that's why they have the very similar experience right yeah so yeah it's just very necessary to do that in the right circumstances and if you feel the calling to do that because you shouldn't do it if you don't feel like it did you feel a calling like the for the first time you did it or was did someone tell you about it i heard about that before from my friends nothing specific just that they did it that's it they didn't go into details and then my friend invited me to go with him to a ceremony and i was going to russia on the next day so i was like i'm definitely not doing a ceremony somewhere that god what is that i'm not doing that so i went to russia for three weeks and after that i went to miami to another friend's house and that friend says my best friend shaman is coming tomorrow i'm like okay whatever this shaman comes and that was the shaman for that ceremony that my friends called oh, that's me to. Funny. yeah and even then i was like Okay, shaman, amazing. I'm not planning to do anything. Um, he did some limpia cleansing, just with the feathers and flute, uh, with me and my friend. That's it. And probably three weeks later in New York, he was holding a ceremony. And I was going through some through a tough life, uh, tr- through a tough time in my life, and I decided it was the time to do that. So I came. I didn't expect anything. I came there feeling humble and curious in the same time. I was very, very interested to know what is it like, what I'm going to see there. So I just asked Ayahuasca to be kind to me if possible. And I was ready for anything. Yeah. I was ready even for the tough experience. But yeah, it was it was amazing. It was beautiful. I saw the love. I saw the universe. I saw that we all are one, like this wholeness of the divine, of the universe. I saw that there is no death in the understanding that we have usually, like we die and there is nothing, or heaven and hell, there is no death. We connect, we're always connected. There is no three linear time. It's just the circumstance of this matrix that we created. There is the free will for everyone and we really can create whatever we want. So all of these things, they help me a lot to change my life yeah and to change how i see this life and on the next ceremony someone is calling (laughs) sorry rule 101 
uh, on my next ceremony, I oh, this is all this is all still the first one. That was the first one. Yes. I'm just curious on like death. Mm -hmm. What did you see like in death? Like as far as like I mentioned, you heard I heard you say something today about there was like we saw a dead raccoon on the road and. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're like, don't worry, he's already reincarnating. Like, what did you mean by that? Because I think a lot of people think just reincarnation is like, oh, he turned into a draft now. It's not that you turned, you are kind of that consciousness that comes into the body, the avatar. This is like my avatar and we operate it through brain. So when this consciousness operates the brain, it all works, walks somewhere, lifts the arm, and if there is something wrong with the consciousness and like we have, I don't know, some beliefs that do not help us in our life, we can get sick. I don't know, something can happen, but it's all for a reason. It's all because we created that. And when I said like there is a dead raccoon who reincarnated, which reincarnated into something else, that only means that this avatar, yeah, the consciousness left this body, but it will transfer transform and go into something else and yeah we'll decide in what it will go maybe it will become many butterflies maybe in the sea i don't know something else but because there is no linear time we are all one in the same time yeah so like i am that that raccoon as well right now <laughs> right i don't know i am the eagle that eats the mouse i am the mouse that is being eaten by that eagle in the same time and at some points of my life i can go into trance and reconnect to all of this all of them I don't know if it makes sense. No, it totally does. When you go into trance, is that like when you're just like kind of meditating? It's very similar. Meditation can also help you to go into that state of mind. Meditation, yoga, um, singing mantras, yeah. uh, sex sometimes yeah. if you are in that, but you also are connected to another person very much yeah. in that moment. So it's very important to understand that sometimes you can get the vibes, vibrations of that person. It's not only you. That's a that's a real thing for sure. Dance. Yeah. Like, you know, those tribal dances that they were doing or still doing somewhere in Africa. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get into trance, though, is that like since you've done the ceremony, let's say, and you've kind of opened your mind to that experience and that thought and like what you feel like in that state, are you able to kind of get into like a micro state of that? Yeah, for when, sure. And different than like what when like you like first would meditate let's say for sure yes. so now you kind of like get into it's like that they zone. say when you wake up you wake up forever yeah because yeah. you already know what is this we what i understood i knew all that stuff kind of knew and felt all that stuff before but i was like i would be like oh it's my imagination yeah or it's just like whatever i don't know what is it but it's not me now i know it's all true <laughs> but isn't it so it's so funny though because our imaginations is like what is that it's like our thoughts, really, we really don't even own our thoughts. Like, where do our thoughts come from? They're not nothing. They're programs. There's something. They're programs. There is the study that our brain uh, gives us the signal, the electrical signal, what we're going to do or say like 10 seconds before it happens. So it is programmed 10 seconds before. It's like, I want to blink. It was programmed right. 10 seconds before. Uh, but we can rewrite those programs with the help of our consciousness. When we sit down, write down stuff, for example, subconscious stuff. If we do ayahuasca or go to the trance with the meditating or something, we go into that um, kind of waves when we can reprogram. Um, it's You can reprogram yourself when you unite your heart and your brain yeah. in a way. So what what is something that you like to reprogram? I'm doing it all the time. Like my family programs, there is so much stuff. Yeah. Like 
I am from Russia, but I have ancestors from Poland and Soviet Union wasn't also easy for the people. I have ancestors who died in the World War II. Uh, I have people, we all have our family tragedies, yeah. all of us, and we go with them, through them. It all is written in our DNA. Yeah. So I am trying to unveil that DNA yeah. and see what's there and change it. But what's amazing, when you change it for yourself, you change it for the entire family, for yeah. all the generations. To come. Yeah. yeah. And I see it in my real life too, because like I'm changing, I'm working on myself. And I look at my mom and she's changing so much. With you. Mm-hmm. So it's you talked to her about all this stuff. Yeah, uh, she did ayahuasca with me. She no. came to Costa Rica and did ayahuasca Holy with shit. me. Holy <laughs> shit. Yep. That is, is your mom a Russian woman? She's a Russian woman who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. She's a psychoanalyst now. Like she changed her career at the age of 45. She went to the university, decided to start, to start studying psychoanalysis. And she changed her life completely. So when I told her about my first ayahuasca experience, she was curious. And yeah. she said, well, one day I would like to do that. And we made it happen. And she went to Costa Rica with me. She did it. She healed herself physically too. She had an issue with her health that disappeared after two ceremonies. Really? Yep. That's pretty powerful. And she keeps changing. Her life is completely yeah. different from even five years ago. Yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's tough to get our parents to uh, embark on something like but that. I'm, I'm very lucky in this way because she wants to evolve yeah. all the time. And I, in one of my ceremonies, I saw that she is my sister's soul. And at the moment, I had to help my sister's soul to come a bit closer to the awakening and yeah. the understanding of what life is and not to be super closed-minded into the, the regular life of bills, work, I don't know. Yeah. Those programs that we were given by the society government system matrix. Yeah. What's well, it? It's, it's, half of it is wanting to evolve. You know, and I think a lot of people um, are wanting to evolve now. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really interesting that like she was able to like let everything go and, and yeah. do that because there's such a stigma to all drugs and all things. But For sure. Especially in Russia. I feel like. Totally. Come on. Even weed is not legal yeah. there completely. Yeah. You can go to jail for that. Yeah. So. Do you ever smoke weed? I do sometimes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like it's such a necessary tool for for certain things I, anything can be abused you know like i i've met some friends they're not friends they're more acquaintances but you know they've done like i want to say like 50 or 60 ayahuasca sessions mm -hmm. and it's like they've they're just like almost they did too much it seems they did too much of something i don't know if it was the ayahuasca if there's like they're doing something else that they're not being honest about but they seem like they did too much of of one thing for sure like they're just like they're so deep in it that they almost can't come back to like say what they're experiencing or where they're really at it's like seems like they did almost just way too much it's very cool that you brought this up because i think it's about the person and the choice i don't know what they're doing my friend shaman who i was talking about i'm not sure how many ayahuasca ceremonies he did but something about five thousand eight thousand you wouldn't tell so my theory doesn't hold up it's like you, yeah. you you wouldn't even tell that he has done something physically so you think that's maybe within them setting the intention when they do it? Maybe. And maybe it's actually exaggerating? I, I honestly, I don't know. Because yeah. for me also, yes, I opened my mind a lot. But I do not drink alcohol. I do smoke weed sometimes, very rarely. Yeah. Um, because I find that 
alcohol, weed, other drugs, they are all the ways to escape the reality. Yeah. Ayahuasca is not a drug because first of all, you don't get addicted. Second, you don't escape reality. You face it like this. <laughs> and sometimes it can hit you hard. Yeah. So it is very different. And everything is a drug and everything is a poison. Like everything is a medicine and everything is a poison depends on the point uh, of the amount, right? Yeah, always. So. I think everything in, in like, you know, doses is, yeah. is definitely helpful. For me, like I feel, you know, we can actually make me face reality. Really? Like, it, totally. Interesting. Like, it like literally like slaps it in my face. Like if I am, like have any question about anything and I smoke, it like puts it right in front of me. It's like, this is how it actually went down. This is actually how the conversation went. This is how you could have had more empathy. It makes me mm. way more empathetic. Um, sorry if you guys are hearing this. This is an airplane cruising over. We're like right in the flight pattern of. Do you think it's because of the topics we're talking about? They're probably <laughs> monitoring us now. It's probably a, yeah. it's probably a police airplane, and they're like <laughs> using thermal energy reading us. I know. Uh, well, whatever. Let we'll let them know too. Did you hear that? Uh, right now. Uh, in Michigan, I think it's going to be allowed to use yeah. psilocybin. And... Yeah. I think that's so mandatory. I would recommend everyone do a little bit of psilocybin, which is mushrooms for people that don't know what psilocybin mushrooms like. So they're decriminalizing, I think, sibli- uh, psilocybin mm-hmm. in. Uh, I think some others. Minnesota, Michigan. Michigan, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, you can't. It, obviously, you can go too deep with mushrooms, and you can like definitely kind of like lose yourself a little bit, but. Um, you can get so much out of it. It gives you so much love and so much like just open-mindedness to like, and I already kind of feel like I have quite a bit of love in my heart, but it like exaggerates it way too much where I'm just like hugging everybody and I just, everything's like really beautiful. And I just see like the most simple things as being like epic creations. And I, it's just, I, I can definitely like just have this crazy appreciation on it, but so much so to like, yeah, I would love for my parents to do it, mm-hmm. you know? And like, and the reason I would want them to do it is because I want them to feel that same thing. You know? I definitely should, I think it should be decriminalized because when something is under control in a way, you don't have all the black market, you don't have all yeah. the bad stuff. So yeah. you actually can have really good people, specialists, yeah. sanctuaries, places where people can go and reconnect to the nature. Yeah, And it is very important. I think that maybe it was criminalized because... Sometimes for the matrix is very it is very important to have soldiers. Yeah. And yeah. if you are connected to the earth, you don't want to fight. You really don't want to kill something or mm-hmm. someone. You don't have that desire to kill that much anymore. Yeah, and I think that if you were, let's say, to be microdosing, I don't think you're gonna be feeling those vibes. Not driven. I'm I'm not microdosing by the way, and I, I've rarely done any of these things. I mean, I definitely um I, I, I like to smoke weed, but um, I really don't like to drink too much. But as far as like ayahuasca, I'm, I'm really interested in it, actually. It's just, it's it's random. That, it's not random, but it's great that you're here talking about this because I was like actually looking to talk to this other guy about ayahuasca who's he's like more professional. So it's like it's better to talk to somebody that had the experience versus somebody that's like, you should do it. You know, because you're not you're not giving that message off. You're just like, this is what my experience was. Because I don't think everyone should do it. Yeah. I think only people that are ready and want it should do it with anything in this life. Yeah. If I love chocolate, doesn't mean chocolate is good for everyone. 
and yeah. that's normal and sometimes people are not ready for it sometimes it's not for them maybe not in this life who knows yeah and maybe they don't believe in it i believe in the free will that's another thing that i saw there and i believe in it yeah on my in my second ceremony i um became the bees like something that i didn't expect <laughs> yeah i became all the bees in the world and they were dying and the planet was telling me you have to help the bees through your art because they're dying and it's very dangerous because they're very very important so i came out like i was the entire like nervous system of the bees i didn't even know they were in danger by that point i started doing the research and yeah then i found out that's a big problem big issue but i just yeah. wasn't into it and so i googled and found this place called Bee Sanctuary. One guy in New York uh, State created the sanctuary and they uh, have this initiative to make all the gardens and the places be um, welcoming bees, like no pesticides, no um, bad stuff that kills the bees. So I emailed to the guy and he added me on Instagram. Turned out that he has an ayahuasca sanctuary too. Really? And like ayahuasca brought me to ayahuasca, amazing. Yeah, it's not a coincidence. It's so it's so funny because when you used to drive across America, mm -hmm. you would stop and you would stop to get gas, and your windshield and your front bumper of your car would be destroyed in bugs. There'd be <laughs> so many bugs in your car. Now there's not really. <laughs> you drive to Florida right now, and you're like you you wipe a few of them off, but yeah. like it used to be like an actual problem. You'd be like, wow, the car's covered in bugs. <laughs> But I feel I feel like the bug population is definitely diminished, like in our lifetime. Like I I mentally can see it. Mm -hmm. I remember like when I was young, we were driving through Colorado, and I just remember the car being destroyed in bugs. And I, you know, and then even as I got older, I remember being like, because we used to travel a lot for motorcycle racing, and yeah, like even then, I think it was like you know the motorhome would be like plastered with bugs, and it's like now even like when I drive, like when I drive to Florida sometimes, or even like when I drive the West Coast and I like drive up and down um, I ninety, let's say you're really not getting the same bug splatter. I know it's a weird gauge, but like... No, it's very important. It seems like a thing. I've seen that in Russia when I traveled across really? Russia. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the bugs too. Yeah. <laughs> I cleaned them. Yeah, you got to clean them off. But yeah, it's like, it's it definitely seems like within our lifetime, like the, there's been a diminishing of the bugs. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the winter become warmer. Have you noticed that the last just, winter was super mild? Uh, it's, trust me, I, I'm always monitoring the ground because yeah. I have an excavation company. So it's like exactly. <laughs> I'm always yeah. making sure if the ground's frozen and, and keeping an eye on things like that. Because, mm -hmm. But yeah, like the last couple of years, like last year, it didn't even snow. Really, it's, it didn't. It's, it's like a skiff of snow. And so like people like, you know, they like, it's so funny, like how, like just kind of tying things back in, like how the media hypes all this shit up. Literally, all of a sudden, like one day, like and it, it happens out here. All of a sudden, one day, every landscape company has their plow on the truck, and then like the wind, the storm comes. The, the gas stations are busy. The stores are all busy. Oh, yeah, I remember they said there was storm coming, and then it was stuck. <laughs> it was like nothing. It was so funny for me because I called my mom and said, "Mom, they said there would be a storm. It looks like." A day in October in my home city. <laughs> I'm telling you, in Montana, in, where I grew up in Montana, like it would snow three feet and yeah. you just drive through it yeah you drive through the snow you don't not go places mm -hmm. school is always open i know i know it's cold like people in yakutsk go to the school no matter what happens yeah around, totally know? same where i'm from it's like mm -hmm. people are like and then i come here and it's like it gets like literally like a skiff yeah. of snow and everyone's like ah school's closed down they're showing crashes on the long island expressway mm -hmm. and it's like oh, jesus mm -hmm. so funny media is a very interesting thing yeah. what's happening right now it's all because of the media yeah and it's just it's it is strange because like even out here on, on the east you know, eastern end of long island like where i live it's 
I've seen the, the it would literally snow overnight here two three feet mm -hmm. which I've not seen in like a long time other, other than places like Montana where you yeah. just get that like that and we're at elevation zero basically we're right by you know the the um the ocean so um I don't know what that was we dropped someone oh that was me <laughs> again um but yeah it's like it's crazy to see that that snowfall and then just for it to completely kind of diminish the past couple of years um you know it's tough to say, you know to align that with one certain thing because it is snowing in colorado right now <laughs> you know is it isn't it too early it's a little early well, i think it snowed not long ago actually okay like I, I think it snowed like a month ago well, i could be totally making that up but it, i feel like i saw i follow a couple of snowmobile guys that like ride snowmobiles professionally and like they, they were out way up in the mountains snowmobiling already like a month ago well yeah so it, it's like something weird. is definitely going on there's a, there's a <laughs> lot there's a lot going on ultimately yeah um yeah so ayahuasca i guess we'll go back into that a little bit because i think yeah, it's, sure. it, it is really interesting um so you did it nine times yes i did it um nine times i did bufo once and that's bufo, is, bufo is the frog medicine bufo is a frog medicine uh, the ceremony is way shorter it's about 30 minutes you smoke it um and it's different it's very different from ayahuasca so what's the difference of smoking it and then sometimes people like put it on like a hot stick and burn it into their... That's uh, another thing that's called uh, combo. Oh, okay. And that's uh, something to heal you and heal your body. You purge a lot after that and like your body regenerates. Uh, Crazy. Who's figuring this shit out? Like, you know, scrape, scrape the, the back I mean, of the how frog? do you find this one plant, ayahuasca, and mix it with another one, chakruna, and find this vine yeah special vine people did it for a reason because la madre the mother the earth guided them yeah because they had to know it they had to find it what do we have now another plane yes <laughs> 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 russians are coming they're all like they're just yeah. doing laps around the house like what the hell are they talking mm -hmm. about exactly i wonder if there is like an airwave out that's like someone that is listening to this because i am right someone is listening right now <laughs> of course right yes. now for yes. sure i know well hopefully we're giving a little bit of info maybe they'll try some ayahuasca and they'll be on our team um as far as like the, your last time doing ayahuasca like when was the last time you did it when yeah about two months ago oh what, that recent mm -hmm. crazy yeah. So like each time that you're going into it, are you, do you feel like that same like kind of nervousness like when you're going to go into it or are you kind of excited for going now, to school? Actually, no, right now actually I feel excited because uh, the school is a very, very good metaphor. I feel like I'm going to learn something. Yeah. I'm feeling, I feel that I'm going to, going to the find masters. something new. And yeah, I had a very big, okay, not very big, like I had six months um in between ceremonies also because i don't do it just like okay no i have to do the ceremonies no if i feel like it if i feel the calling some people do it one time in their lives and that's enough for them they yeah. change something they understand something and that's enough some people need more and i guess i'm one of those people and that's it yeah yeah it, yeah it's crazy that you told me that the guy's done that many ceremonies because it totally debunks he serves ayahuasca and when you serve ayahuasca you drink it too uh, because he cannot do it without drinking it. And then he does it for himself sometimes. Right. To go to different realms and yeah. see, see what's there. So so when he's mixing it, so sometimes there's different like consistencies, different like like amounts that like sometimes it's stronger, sometimes yeah. it's less. That's how I feel. I also work with two different shamans. Mm. 
and it felt differently. Where, But, where are they from? Uh, one is American, another one is from Mexico. Okay. So, and their approach was very different too, and their medicine was very different too. My experience was different, but actually the experience is different every single time. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens. It's different every single time. You cannot, like, there are no expectations. Yeah. You go there like, okay, let's see what's going to happen this time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you, pay, you pretty much can't have any expectations. Yeah, it can be harsh too. Yeah. And uh, it's very important to keep the diet before. It's called the shamanic diet when you don't eat any animal products um, because otherwise you can connect to the spirits of those animals. You are not allowed to have sex because you can connect to the spirit of the person you had sex with. And um, yeah, you, you shut the door? have to be... Okay. Oh, the camera did? Mm. Cameras. We're too hot. Oh, got you. Okay. We're too hot. <laughs> too hot to handle over here. Yeah. Well, I mean, this this can't, it seems like we've been having like a heat issue. Hopefully by winter time we won't have these things. Minor technical difficulties, but um, yeah, I've I've heard of you know this one friend I talked to. He didn't do any of the things right. He literally ate meat, mm. had sex with his girlfriend smoked weed like did a bunch of like he's like did everything and then he went and he's just like oh i had the it was the worst it was the worst I experience why. <laughs> and i'm like well maybe there's something to it like maybe you're supposed to like actually follow the rules and he's like no yeah. like he's like you know it's, like it's, i i i just did it how i i normally live my life and and he had a really bad experience and it, it, the whole experience became about him throwing up and shitting himself basically which exactly. Which, That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Free will, but you cannot be disrespectful. Yeah. You, you, you come somewhere, you cannot be disrespectful to the place. You come to meet the mother, you cannot be, be disrespectful yeah. to her, to this experience. And when I say that, I'm not trying to be spiritual or whatever. It's just, it's just basic. Yeah. I don't know. You cannot... I don't even know what example to say. I come into your house if I come with the dirty shoes and leave the dirt all over. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's not polite. Maybe you'll kick me out. Who knows? Yeah, right? Totally. So, so do you, has it changed your principles of life a little bit like by doing this? Like have your... It is changing because it's also not the... It is the answer. You find many answers, but it's not like it will change you. You have to change. Right. You have to make this choice. It will show you Um, if it will show you the way, it will show you things that you needed to see, but you are the one to make the steps to change yourself, to take an action. If not you, nobody else will do it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not your life. It's somebody else's life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So as far as like your path and your career, did you see any of that? Like while you were like, we're on any of these not adventures? Not my path or my career, but I know more. I'm learning more about who I am and what I want to do. And it's definitely stuck. I want to be a good part of this planet, of this ecosystem, a decent part that doesn't harm it, that yeah. is not a parasite. I just don't want to be a parasite. I want to be a part. Contributing. Yeah, for sure. What's At least not harming. Yeah. It's hard not to harm. It is. Like, in, it is very to hard. To be completely clean. I really try to. It is hard. But in the same time, I understand that the universe is very smart and everything, whatever happens, it is right. So if there is that much plastic, well, that probably there is a reason. Probably they will find out how to make something else out of it. Yeah. Well, it seems like there's, with all things, like, yeah, it, like the, the extremes, the extremes yeah. always kind of make us, 
It's like maybe if there wasn't a giant island of trash in the middle of the ocean, there wasn't visuals of it, and then we wouldn't even be aware of it, maybe, let's say. Which it sucks that that's like what it comes down to for us as people to have it be completely out of control before we actually finally change it. But it does seem like we are part of a generational pull that is like trying to see things and foresee things before they happen and actually come from a place of empathy and and actually care for our planet. And, you know, it used to just kind of be like hippie talk. Mm-hmm. You know, people used to be like, oh, uh, these damn liberals, let's just say. That's what people would like, just they try to like narrow it down to like certain people just trying to take it. It's like, well, listen, we live here. Like, why would you not want to try to take mm-hmm. care of this thing? I mean, for me, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big take from the earth, you know, like, and I, I have to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I couldn't acknowledge that and be real about that, it's complete delusion. I mean, I have machines. Mm-hmm. They burn diesel. Yeah. We burn uh, hundreds of gallons of diesel every week. I ride motorcycles, you know, so it's like, even the way I ride motorcycles now is a little bit different, which I, you know, to some of the dirt bikers, they might think it's so corny. But it's real. Like if you're just like ripping around through the desert and you're like breaking sediment lines and you're just riding through different vegetation, you're spreading different plants from different areas, like you you become like the bird who's like carrying all the different mm-hmm. things everywhere. So, I mean, obviously there's like, there's so many places to ride, but people get so mad when places get shut down. But in, for a lot of times, good reason. And also a lot of times some bullshit. But at the same time too, like you have to be aware of like your take and then aware of like what your give is. It's kind of like why the reason I'm like a little bit interested more so, I guess it would be the word. And and I'm not really sure where I land on this yet, but like hunters. Mm-hmm. Hunters are like some of the biggest conservationists in the world. They're the ones that like take care of the animals. Like all their money gets taxed for all their sporting goods that they buy. They, and then all that goes back into mm-hmm. the foundations for, you know, fish and wildlife. And if that's not, if that's not allocated within two years, then it goes to like migratory bird foundations and so they have like this perfect system that was basically set up by theodore roosevelt i believe and but they kind of they take but they also give mm-hmm. right and so i'm I'm kind of like on a different side of that like where i'm not really sure where i completely land because at the same time it's like are you just letting the animals go so that way you can then just go hunt them or is there actually like a, there there really does seem to be like a really big conservation aspect to it mm-hmm. um but there's also like a big consciousness shift in that world too because the classic hunter has gotten like a bad rap, like big time. Like they seem like, you know, these like kind of knuckle dragon beer drinking, like, mm-hmm. you know, just buffoons. But like reality is like some of the dudes I've met that are like really legit hunters are some of the most honorable men I've met. Um, and some that I haven't met, like some of them are just like social media people mm-hmm. that are that are hunters, but they're promoting a good message. It's almost like you coming from Russia and like talking a good. It's like, no, listen, I have a family. He's like a family man. He's you know, he, he follows his religion, which, you know, to each their own, but he's also, he's got like a moral code about him. Um, he respects the animal. It's more of like a, a like a ceremonial aspect, mm-hmm. like when he like actually harvests an animal, but for the reason that he's doing it is for, to get food and it's to feed his family. And he's trying to get clean food because mm-hmm. how hard is it to get clean food in this world anymore? It's like anywhere you go, you cannot get clean food. It's all been tainted vegetables as well, you know? So, you know, the way that they, they spray for vegetables, it's like, and then you find out about how marketing companies are just writing organic and saying that it's yeah. non-GMO and all this other shit. But meanwhile, actually, somewhere here in South Southampton, on at one of the organic farm markets, I saw how people were putting Driscoll's uh, raspberries yep. and blueberries yep. into beautiful baskets yep, and selling totally. them yep. as organic. I've talked to a lot of people out here that that they say that that's the deal at their farm stand. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but one of the things I do love about out here is they do grow their own food. They, they like a yeah. lot a lot of people grow in the, the agricultural is like aspect out here is big 
um, actually, I think it's like third ranked soil in the U.S. Um, as far as like soil quality goes, which is a random fact of the day. But you know about that a lot, so yeah, you yeah. can share. But it's, it is interesting because like a lot of people do grow and, and, you know, like a lot of the people that are, you know, public officials for the towns and whatnot, they're trying to get farming to be cool again because who really wants to farm anymore? People want to have a garden, but they really don't even really want to weed mm -hmm. it, you know? It's like it's, I want to farm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But there, one know, day one when the, I'm older. Yeah, knows. one of the missions is to make farming cool again, I think, from mm -hmm. a lot of like the public officials and different regulatory agencies. It's like, hey, how do we get the younger generation to actually get involved in farming and understand it? Because there is there is a big aspect of being a good steward of the land, as they say. Mm -hmm. And I always like heard that growing up. Like, what does it mean to be a good steward of the land? Like, how do you it's like burning man but for everybody like mm -hmm. leave no trace like everybody right. pick up your shit but yep. you know it's like even like just taking care of like weeds that are on your property let's say like if you're a farmer and you have like a, a big problem with weeds growing out of control on your property you do nothing about it you're probably going to give your neighbor that same problem and then that neighbor's going to give another, the other neighbor the same problem so just simple things like that having people be educated about what they're doing um is a big is a big awakening too. I, even without the ayahuasca, yeah, you know, man. just just in growing your own damn food and like making sure that we have like a clean, healthy food source. I guess consciousness everywhere is important. The most important thing. It just, seems like it's shifting. Yeah, just think what you're doing, yeah. what you're doing to yourself and to this earth. You're gonna live there. Your children will live here. Yeah. So, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So have you? I'm gonna totally switch gears on us here. Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned acting. Yeah, I did. And have you done any, like, acting? Have you done any, like... Uh, yes, in Russia. I did it a little bit when I was doing beauty pageant. We had acting classes there. Then I went to Spain and I started taking acting classes in the theater there. Um, then I taught acting to kids in Russia. And while I was teaching it, I learned a lot because yeah. <laughs> before you go to the class, you have to learn so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and then modeling also every photo shoot is an acting process yeah. because you cannot be not an actress but there is a different point to this because in modeling you kind of want to look good all the time yeah. in acting you don't have to look good all the time in right. acting you can be ugly, you can be sad you can be whatever Many you can emotions. look like trash but still if, it's, if it is what is what's necessary at the scene it's fine. So I'm trying just to be diverse in this. And I'm just exploring, yeah. exploring the world, trying things. And that's why acting is curious for me. Yeah. And you do, you seem very curious about it all. And it's like, the reason I kind of brought it up is because you mentioned like kind of building your platforms and your Instagram. And a lot of people always you know, kind of lean on people building up their social media because they think it's like a, hey, look at me. But it seems as though you're wanting to build your your platform so you can build a community of alike thinkers. Yeah, or not like thinkers, but thinkers at least. Thinkers, yeah, okay, fair enough. Good point. Um, But also so that way you can, so your message of that your experience can be known and you can allow the same for others as well. Yep. Right. It's For not sure, it's not yeah. just it's not just a no, it's not just look at me. Totally. I think when I went to the beauty pageants, it was look at me. Yeah. I want to be seen. Uh, I want to be here. I want you to see me. And it comes from my childhood, of course, yeah. because like I grew up without my father and I feel like I was trying to pursue this to be seen, to be yeah. loved, to find this love through um, someone through, through the eyes of the audience. Yeah. And I think every almost every actor and actress they try to find something like this they try to find the world's love yeah somewhere else 
and many people on Instagram and many people on TikTok. Yeah. But it's evolving for me, for sure, because I found love for myself and myself. So, I, I, I feel that I grew up. I know now that I don't need anyone else to love me or approve yeah. me because I can approve myself. I can love myself. Yeah. And then I can take care of somebody else around me. Yeah. Because before you take care of yourself, you cannot take care of anyone else. Yeah. So for me, it's like maybe it sounds a little bit, some people would say it's egoistic, but I think it's healthy. You put the mask first on you and then on the passenger next to you. Yeah. So you take care of yourself, your body, your mind, your health, mental health, emotional health. And then you're like the sun, you shine. Yeah. <laughs> and you can give this to the others and to the world. Otherwise, if you don't shine, if the opposite, you only attract and absorb the light from the outside. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. No, I think that's true. I was talking to somebody recently and they were telling, they had just gotten Invisalign. And she said, I feel like I have 10 Louis bags on my teeth. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Like, that seems like a weird thing to say. But what she was saying is like, this is like the biggest act of self-care I've could have done for myself. And she's like, I'm like really just loving myself. I was like, wow, that is, mm-hmm. that just changed my whole perspective. I was like, holy shit. I think I like need to go do something for myself all of a sudden. But it, like just her saying that like changed my whole perspective. I was like, wow, that's actually a really honorable thing to think. And like a, a funny way to think about it. Most people might would put Invisalign on and be like, oh, I got to wear these damn things. And it's <laughs> super annoying and I can't drink my coffee and like whatever, whatever. But she was like, no, this is like the biggest self-love thing I've done for myself in so long. And that like really resonated with me. And sometimes self-love is not spoiling yourself or just like oh, drinking, overeating or something. Yeah. Like for me, everyday yoga for an hour is an act of self-love. Yeah. Do I want... Okay, I do want to do it every time right now because I'm at that point. Yeah. But even with the workouts or something, do I want to go to the gym all the time? Not really. Maybe. Yeah. Do I feel better every time after? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do I feel better in general? Yes. Yeah. Same with the food that I eat, with the people that I communicate with. Yeah. Because I learned how to say no. I learned how to avoid contacts that I don't want and don't like, which was a big deal too. That's a because before I don't know I, I grew up in a way that you have to be polite you have to be respectful you have to listen to any shit that people tell you yeah. it's like no not anymore no no I don't I can say no right now and that's awesome that no is such a powerful tool right now it is honestly I've been using the same like just even like in business it's like mm-hmm. if I don't really want to do a project nah yeah like I don't need to like I'll we'll sit at home we'll 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 we'll, we'll, fi- we'll figure something else out to do anything other than being tied to direct negative things or or just instinctually you kind of know mm-hmm. you kind of know if like, you know. this is going to be a good thing or if this is aligning with you and for myself too similarly like I was always like kind of yes guy and just like yeah 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 and like now I'm just like kind of no guy kind of like saying <laughs> no to a lot of shit and it's like we don't it's like at the same time I'm like well there's a reason mm-hmm. it's not it's not it doesn't come from ego either it just comes from like I want to be in peace and honest to yourself and honest to myself for sure because I, I can lie to myself really good mm-hmm. i think we all can and uh yeah i think we can all just kind of trick ourselves a little bit sometimes and we're like oh well, we need to do this because we got to keep employees busy and we got to have mm-hmm. work and it's like nah it's you know something negative is going to come from it and you oh, sometimes in the past i would do it anyway you know and it's yeah. like you just i think it is a part of like i guess growing up as they say you know to where you're not like allowing those things and you're kind of creating boundaries mm-hmm. Which, you know... But then you can go up. I don't know. It's also... um, 
coming from the beauty pageants world, for example, there are so many offers, offers. Yeah. It's like, do you want to go there? Do you want to meet this guy for money? Something yeah. like this. And I know that maybe many girls say yes to this. Yeah. It's like, for me, it always was a no. Like, I couldn't be with someone just because they give me some kind of comfort or money or so. Like, I wouldn't say yes to this ever. And there were really crazy stories. I once met Harvey Weinstein in... Wait, Russia. what? Yeah. <laughs> we are just going to throw that on me all of a sudden? Um, yeah. So I was in Moscow. Uh, I found a job, like a little gig to work in the opening, at the opening of the museum, Garage Museum, like beautiful art museum. The ex-wife of Roman Abramovich was opening that. He was there as well. So I was just one of, I don't know, 50, 60, 100 girls dressed up the same way. It was after Miss Russia already, after my first America, I needed some money. They were paying well. So I went there as a hostess. Yeah. So you meet the guests, you show them where to go, you show them what to, what to do. Red lipstick, all the girls, same hair bun, uh, same black outfit. So I was there and um, there were so many famous people, all the Russian celebrities. Um, George Lucas was there. Woody Allen was there with his daughter and wife slash two wives. <laughs> God, what a weird deal. Uh, yeah. And then one girl comes to me, a very young girl, and says, Mr. Weinstein would like to meet you after this event. Would you like to? I'm like, who the hell is Mr. Weinstein? I had no idea who that was. I really had no idea. So I Googled. And I'm like, oh, he works with Quentin Tarantino. Wow, he's a producer. I'm like, okay. Um, so we set up the meeting at the lobby of the hotel. And I had a friend working in that hotel. So even though it was quite late, 11 p.m. probably, I felt very comfortable because my friend is working right there. I'm feeling super fine. I came there. He was sitting there. His assistant was sitting there as well. And we had a conversation for probably two hours. And he asked me about myself, what I do, um, where I come from, my story. I think I was talking for 40 minutes, maybe one hour. He was asking and asking. And then his assistant said, I have a headache. I need to go. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm still in the lobby. So I feel safe. I wouldn't go if I didn't feel safe. Yeah, like, totally. I wouldn't go to the room. Like, yeah. So he asks me, do you want to go to the room? I'm like, not really. I have a boyfriend. I'm in love happily. Everything is good. And then the weird stuff uh, started. Like he asked me, if I consider touching each other as sex, I said, yes. It's like, okay, what if you touch each other? And I look at you and it still doesn't work for me. It's like, do you think all those famous actresses, and he named a few, like, how do you think they got into the acting you want to do acting to? But you know what? Ugh. He was nice. Like, he wasn't like, touching me, grabbing me, anything. He asked me. I know it's a, he's a pervert. But he asked me. He never did anything. And when I said no, he said, okay, I'm going to get a driver for you to get you home. That's it. Yeah. So saying no is a powerful thing in any 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 circumstance. How, uh, how old were you then? 25. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Not like, I mean. Maybe you're a little too old for him. No, it was fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna be fine until my eighty. <laughs> we'll see. Um, that's but, like that's kind of so now a little scary, I'm, honestly. It wasn't for me. I mean, not the time, but like with everything that's like come out and like what it is, it's like yeah. But that's what makes me think a lot because yeah. all these women, and again, I wasn't there, so I cannot tell and I cannot judge anyone. 
but with my case, he asked me and I said no and he didn't do anything. Yeah. He wished me luck and sent me with the home with the driver. So then I'm asking all the girls who came up to his room, what did you think about? Like the guy invites you to the room in the hotel. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to read the scenario, what he expects. I'm glad it all came out and we all are speaking about it and we bringing up things that are not okay, are not allowed. It's not okay to use the women, men, whoever. But I don't like when all the victims become predators and start attacking their first aggressor. Yeah. Because it feels like they all came together and just killed him. Yeah. And I actually feel sorry for him. You do? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Like, because you think that they... Because I try to see things a bit deeper. I know that he became who he became because of his childhood, because of his story, his path. I know that he did many good things in life too. And he actually elevated many of those actresses yeah. and their careers. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. What do you think about like the young stuff though? Like the really like young girls? Mm, I don't know about that. If it's true, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like pretty undeniable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like a lot of that shit goes on and we like are just now starting to hear about it and people are just starting to kind of like come, like become accustomed to like what actually goes on mm -hmm. and how people get, because like you said, yeah, people definitely got elevated for sure, but it's, it's nice that you, for example, like for whatever reason you felt that that wasn't necessary for you, Yeah. you know, and you're carving your path and you're doing I your know, thing but, mm, as clean as you can. Exactly. Right. Because it does seem like if you do take the money, you do take the thing that doesn't feel clean. It almost attaches you in that like in that that vibration a little bit is that maybe why like what kept you away from it because of your dignity and your morals it that you was set because of my morals and my dignity but again if i did it like the girls who did it i don't judge them because no, I, know that. I don't know where they come from yeah and i don't know what you need to survive you need yeah. to try that's their experience that's the part of their experience and i respect it completely yeah and I don't know, maybe I could do another choice. Who knows? You never know. Like I try not to judge anyone and look at everything as at the part of a big experience. Yeah. And it, learn from it. That is what life is. Mm -hmm. It's just one giant experience. But it's it is curious though that the you've the, the decisions that you've made have like kind of perfectly aligned you to be kind of doing what you're doing now. Yeah. And maybe you're not doing the exact thing that you want to be doing, or maybe you are. I'm not trying to even like I project think that. I am doing even more than I wanted to yeah. be doing, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, but it seems like that's like kind of akin to what your decisions were. And it seems like sometimes it's easy to go make that choice. Like not easy, but it's like, you know, some people just want to be famous so bad and they just want to be famous. And that's again about search for love somewhere else when you don't have the love inside that you're trying to be famous to feel that love from the world but did you feel that love even then when like you let's say when you met him did you feel loved like because i know i think he was searching for love actually oh, okay gotcha <laughs> and uh, why people are trying to become famous that's what i'm saying gotcha yeah because they're searching for love and that search for love for them is more desirable than stepping on their own throat and sleeping with someone they don't like yeah yeah, because it's it, it, but it's it. Like I said, it's like I bring it back to like what you are doing though. Like as far as like why you want exposure, you know, like you you were honest, basically saying like why you originally maybe wanted exposure, but like what it's evolved into mm -hmm. is truly quite beautiful. And that's like what the tools supposed to be used for. We're supposed to be creating 
I think as people, like we're supposed, like I think a lot of people don't realize they're as creative as they are, but we are supposed to be creating and it kind of gives us all a platform to be creating in whatever regard it is, whether it is cat videos or snowboarding or whatever. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I, I like that you're turning your message into like the reason you want to build your platform is to create a, um, a more universal platform for this like new message, if I you will. I just want to add something nice to this world if I can. Yeah. No, I think that's nice. But I do. I, I really I'm do. I'm trying to. And if I cannot, well, that was the plan then. <laughs> but that doesn't seem like that's really like the cannot doesn't really feel like it goes hand in hand with you because it seems like you kind of <laughs> you kind of go after the shit you, yeah, you go after things yeah i'm not in chelyabinsk anymore yeah which is the middle of russia yeah so you're just <laughs> very industrial city very polluted unfortunately but that's that's inspiring i think to some people i mean to be now living in new york and now be in sag harbor doing a podcast about some of like your life you know we're not getting super deep into like, these details but like kind of highlighting you know some of the it things it is very interesting it is a very interesting experience um through the last year i learned that my voice chakra is really shut down mm -hmm. and i need to raise my voice more to actually speak up say things be brave to say things be brave to say what i think and here i am the life gave me the chance to do that yeah so i'm very thankful isn't that funny how that kind of yeah. works it is interesting. It's like, I think that we all kind of like meet in a certain way and align in a certain way because we didn't meet before today. No. We don't even know each other. No. Like this is us getting to know each other and with a camera in our face we and lights. We're not allowed to talk. And we're not allowed to talk because <laughs> I'm... Not to ruin the podcast. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I'm naturally curious, you know, like if someone's like riding in the truck with me, I'm like, all right, so what's know, the deal? Me too. You know, so it's like, it is kind of hard. It's kind of awkward at first to be like, all right, don't talk to me. <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's it is cool because it's like you said in the very beginning. Maybe there isn't accidents and um, everything there are, does. There are no accidents. There are no accidents. I I believe the same. But it's like yeah, here it is. Here's the platform to like be able to like let people know who you are and mm -hmm. and what you are really doing. Because I mean, I have friends too that their their actual idea of like why they're doing anything with Instagram is like I want to be famous mm -hmm. that's literally the words out of their, their mouths and that's okay and that is okay I don't judge that but I do strongly urge people to have a, a mission or a or a goal or something that they're doing like you know it even like even you telling me this I'm like wondering what is my aspiration on really? Instagram yeah it, it has I'm me so, thinking I'm great that you made you think about something yeah because it's like you know I'm, I'm really glad I do have like a, a commonality of like what I want to do with my with my social media exposure and obviously I'm just still building it and um, and you know Emily and I've been kind of creating a lot of different stuff together and um, and putting that out to the masses but it's like is my message exactly what I want it to be and is it, is it the message that I want to be sharing 10 years from now because I, how can you know it's gonna be in 10 years you'll think about it in 10 years I think we we are part of this like these beings now that think that far. You know, before people used to just cut all the trees down and then that was it, you know, mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh, shit, we're out of trees, you know, and I'm just trying to think like, OK, You're trying to yeah. plant the trees right now. Too. Yeah, plant the trees and also, mm -hmm. OK, do we even need trees, you yeah. know, and that those kinds of thoughts because say, do we need more shoes in our lives? Yeah, there's <laughs> that. Yeah. How many things do, do you need? <laughs> yeah. What do you need? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, yeah. So that's that's like it's interesting to like even to be able to pull something from this conversation, I think is awesome because 
that's ultimately why I wanted to do this. I mm -hmm. wanted to be able to like also get information for myself, but I think there's a lot of people that are just like curious of what people are actually doing, what really makes them tick. And obviously you look at someone's Instagram and you know, unless they're live or you fall, you're really following their thing, which no one person's feed just comes up on your feed all the time. Um, it's really hard to get, like actually get to know the people that are like creating and who's behind the lens and what do they really stand for? You know what I mean? I really appreciate your invitation and it's been a great conversation. I actually learned a lot about myself too through this conversation. Yeah? Mm -hmm. What do you think that is? I don't know. I just put things together more yeah. or less. Because when you pick it up, when you tell it to someone, then it's a bit different than when you just have it in your mind. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's Thank you. No worries. No, I'm glad you came. It's kind of probably like your, uh, when you're in Russia teaching acting. It, it, you learn so much more when you teach. Exactly. You know? We are transmitters. Yeah. Like we have to... I'm not gurus. No one is a guru to me. Yeah. But you get the information. You have to put it through you and let it out. Yeah. Because somebody else maybe will be inspired. I think so. I definitely think <laughs> so. Well, I think we covered a lot. Oh, yeah, we did. Do you think so? <laughs> um, but I think we should do this again. I mean, if you're ever, like, working on a project or you're, like, ever with doing anything. Pleasure. Let's um, do that thing with the house. What thing? Going down and the model oh. walking. Yeah, 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 yeah. With everything yeah. getting All the destroyed action. and exposing yeah. the yeah, world. I mean, yeah, it would be cool to do a shoot with machines, too. Yep. Like, we've been talking a little bit about that. But, Anya, epic. Really nice to Thank talk to you. Thank you so much. And let's do this again soon. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye.